this is Vanessa. And this is Yuki Lynn. And you're listening to Two Moms Don't Make It Right. <laughs> we both looked at each other like about to say the same thing. I know. Okay. Hey, Vanessa, what's in your cup? Today I had the green drink from Yum Yum Donuts. Do you know what the green drink is? No. Oh my God, the green drink is amazing. It is a drink that, yes, it looks green, but it has all kinds of fruits, vegetables, everything in it. Um, But my favorite is the fact that I feel like I'm drinking something healthy in the morning. Yeah, I know. Anything green, you're like healthy. Yeah, no, and it's it's so delicious. And they put it in a big cup of ice for me. I mean, you don't have to drink it, you know, cold, but I like everything that I drink kind of cold. I don't know why that's just my thing. And the green drink is, um, it really fills me up too. It, it's in, it, I can feel a difference in my system when I drink it in the morning. I wish I had enough time to make it in the morning myself, yeah. but you know, when I can't, because I'm always so busy rushing these kids to school back and forth or making it to work, I go and I buy it at yum yum donuts and it's already made for me. Sounds good. Yeah. What did you drink today? You Um, well, I have a big glass of water with some tart cherry juice in it. Um, tart cherry juice is an anti-inflammatory and I feel, I have all the sinus pressure and, um, I don't want to take Advil. So I like any like inflammation it helps with also tart cherry juice is a, um, has melatonin in it. So you can go to sleep. You can go to sleep. Oh, that's real good to take in the morning. I Well, I've had a lot of coffee, so <laughs> I don't know if it's going to make me sleepy at all. I give it to my daughter at night with water and it does not make her sleepy. I sometimes I think it makes me sleepy if I drink it at night, but it might be because I'm already tired. <laughs> that's probably what it is. But yeah, I gave it to my mom because she had like a toothache. I was like, don't take don't take Advil. Try to drink this cherry juice. And she said it made her feel better. It's oh. it's. So I don't know, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but a little tart cherry juice and water is, it's anti-inflammatory and supposedly it has melatonin in it. It's supposed to help you sleep. Maybe I shouldn't be drinking it right now, but. Um, right. Cause it's like, it's still early yeah. and you still have a whole day worth of children to deal with. Yeah. But yeah. you know. But that sounds like a good drink to take uh, for dinner or like maybe after dinner. Yeah. 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 And you can mix it with LaCroix and. She loves her some LaCroix. I don't know if you guys like LaCroix. I've yet to like get hooked on it, but it's, I, I see a lot of fancy people drinking. Yeah. yeah it, it's like, it's good. It's yeah. my friend Maggie actually told me to mix it with LaCroix. So we mm. call it a um, Maggie cocktail because I mean, it's freaking juice. We don't, we don't drink. I haven't drank in 10 years. So yay. <laughs> big ups to Yuki. Yeah. So woo, big crazy. Not drinking for 10. That's something to be proud of. Yeah. As stressful as life is. Oh yeah. yeah. So what's in my cup? Never booze. That's awesome. And One how long have time. you been sober? 10 years. And counting. Oh uh, yeah. 10 years on March 1st. Wow. Yeah. My life is way better because of it. Yeah. To be honest, we, we can get into that another time, but I guess it does have, you that's know, something to, to be proud of. What's I mean, in your cup? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something to be proud of. And I'm proud of you. I just want to say that. Yeah. If I anybody know. knew me, I think they'd be, I think they'd I mean, agree. and this is us keeping it real. These are, these are fun facts about us. And uh, as your hosts, we want to keep it real. So you guys can really know who we are. Yeah. We're real people. Everything that happens to us, probably things that you guys can understand or, or yeah. have gone through in yeah. yourself. So it's not for everybody. It's isn't, you know, but for me, it's one of the best things I've ever done. And it really, I can't tell you how proud I am of you for being sober for so long yeah. and taking it serious. Yeah. 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 So yeah, do you have any fun facts for me here? 
Um, I do. I just wanted to, I had a fun fact that I had been looking up since, you know, when we're apart from each other and we're not talking on the phone or here recording our show, I look to look up cool little fun facts, but, um, I just wanted to talk about a fact that I saw about adoption and, um, you know, we, it's, it's something that like a lot of people don't like to talk about or really, um, it's not a big discussion, but it's something that after finding this fact is a big thing that happens in the United States. And the fun fact that I found out was over 135,000 children are adopted per year in the United States. And 59% of that are just children that were um, found in foster homes. And that's amazing to me to know that people are care enough to open up their homes and to take children in that unfortunately didn't have come from a loving home. Another 26% of um, families adopt from other countries. And that's beautiful, giving children opportunities that come from, you know, poverty countries or situations that are out of their control. And another 15% come from just women who gave up their children up at birth. So that's pretty amazing. And we have someone here today. Well, not really here. We're going to call them. But um, who has an amazing story of adoption. So we are going to call Andrea. Hi, Andrea. Hi. Thank you for being a guest on our show, Two Moms Don't Make It Right. Um, okay. I just had a quick question. Well, a couple quick questions about your unique story. Um, when, how old were you when you became a mother? Um, well, uh, I hate to say it, but I, I was 45 when I became a mom- mother. And, uh, and, uh, but my, I, um, I actually adopted, um, my, my, my boy, my son, and, uh, he was two at the time. So I always look at, you know, if I was, you know, if I birthed him, I would have been 43, which is pretty, you know, for living around Hollywood, we all know that's pretty darn common, you know, that people are, you know, having children later, you know, second families, third families, or just doing, you know, in vitro and all that stuff, you know, people are, you know, a lot older these days. Also, it's also, you know, accepted, accepted now, which I'm pretty happy about because I thought, oh my God, I'm I'm so old. (laughs) Not at all. I think you're, you look beautiful. You're what you look wonderful when you told me that you had adopted your son when I first met you I thought I couldn't believe that you had adopted him at a later age because I thought you look great and he's so handsome he looks like you he resembles you and I think that's due to his personality I think that's what it is he has a beautiful personality just like you well you know um I was reading some some things about what infants do infants actually copy the shape of your uh, of of the expressions you have on your face including the shape of your smile and oh. that's why a lot of kids have the same smile as their parents because and and it also goes for adoption too and it, we actually have the exact same shape of <laughs> smile, we smile we, yeah we have the same sh- shape of smile it's really amazing I, I love it i'm really happy about it it's probably because you guys were both so happy to become a family when you did become a family he probably saw you smiling a lot as a child yeah, you know, that was the first thing that my, my parents, my father had said to me, he said to me, keep them laughing, just keep them laughing. And we've had, you know, that's what I started was a lot of, you know, a lot of tickling and giggling and running around the house and, you know, just to make sure that he knew that he was in a, in a very safe, loving environment, really, really up front. Oh, that's awesome. So the next question that I had for you is what 
I mean, this is going to be the final question, actually, is what makes your story so unique of how you became a parent? Um, well, I would say, you know, okay, I, I was, I was married for 10 years. I didn't have kids and mm. then I got divorced and then I'm floundering around for, you know, a few years and I got serious a few times and nothing was really sticking. So that's when I decided to get into, to get into adoption. And I started doing a lot of research about it. And when I went to, uh, adopt my son, I, I went over to Eastern Europe and the, the process that they have in Ukraine is that you actually cannot see the child first. You have to go there and actually go into the, um, the center in Kiev, and they have you go through books of children that are waiting to be adopted. Oh. It's really a painful process. That has to be hard. And, oh, yeah, I just saw one beautiful child after the other. So they assigned me to this little boy, and I, you know, and so I've spent a few days with him, you know, just kind of monitoring to make sure that some of those, those signposts you have to watch out for. So he was just right on top of everything. He was just great, and he was just such an incredible incredibly beautiful child. So, um, you know, I'm a single mother and I, uh, although I, I, I just didn't want to be pregnant, you know, without being married and really being in a solid relationship, I thought, well, I'm going to reverse it. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to try that this time, you know, I'm going to see about, you know, having a son and somebody's going to have probably all girls or something. He's going to want a son. And, uh, so, you know, I thought maybe I would reverse it and then end up with a blended family, which I haven't at this point, but, never say never right right definitely how old was he when you met I mean when you adopted him how old was he he was almost two so he was already speaking you know you you know you know how much two years two-year-olds know yeah they know a lot they know a lot you know um but he couldn't he wasn't really talking and none of the kids in his group were really forming uh three sentence three word sentences which is common for two-year-olds they none of them were doing that even in Russian so what I did was I learned for six months before I went over there and getting my paper re- paperwork ready. I le- it's called tender transition. And what I did was I learned baby Russian. Like, I love you. It's time to go to sleep. Are you hungry? Aww. Give me milk. You know, do you want milk? You know, spotky, spotky, go, you know, go to sleep. You know, these things, you know. Yalu um, blu tibia means I love you in Russian. So um, That's so sweet. You know, so I did. Do, I did do tender, tender transitions so that he wouldn't be in so much shock just coming over here when he didn't understand what anybody was saying. Right. So I wanted to make sure that whatever child that I ended up with was going to have, you know, some a lot of support. So I did that, and that was really great. I was already working mm-hmm. by that point a lot. I was, you know, I was forty-five by that point, and I had just really, really fledgling the career. The career was just going always been fantastic so I've had a great run with that and I was really ready to to give a child a great loving family my family just loves him to pieces and he came into a wonderful family and so I uh yeah I I was just ready so I brought him home and I had no idea what I was getting into (laughs) and how has that been yeah right none of us know right none of us do not even it's ones int- that give birth to their children know what they're about to get their hands into. Oh yeah, the total exhaustion. I mean, he was sleeping through the night when I got when he came home. He was sleeping ten hours at night, so at least I I had that. I didn't have to, you know, come home to every two hours of feeding and things like that. But, um, you know, it was still quite a shock that you can't ever leave your house without a babysitter <laughs> or right. taking your child with you. You just, you know, those freedom days are gone. Yeah. 
It's a definitely a change when you do that. When you have a baby or a child, you can't just get up and go anymore. It's it's you have to think of that other person right before you're about to leave. So that's definitely a change. You know, I I don't know about you, but I I certainly can feel the difference between people who have raised children and people who have, you know, were like uh, uh, an aunt or uncle and they would have their their nieces, nephews there for little short periods of time, things like that. But there's a definite difference. There was a big shift for me. I could really sense people who were experienced with children and others that weren't before. And I didn't really see that before. I could never feel it. Mm. But I'm very happy. I'm very happy to be on this side of the planet. And it's the best thing I've ever done. It's been really hard, but... I'd say it's the absolutely the best thing I've ever done in my life. How old is your son now? He's 20. Wow. That's He's 20. Amazing. And what have you experienced in the last 18 years of having him in your life? Like what are some of the um, unique stories about having an adopted son? Had, has he ever had any questions? Has he ever felt any different? Were there things that you, obstacles that you guys had to deal with that you felt um, were difficult due to the fact that he was adopted and not your biological child? You know, when we go into the doctor's offices and we have to fill out the questionnaires, that that's always a drag. To me, it is. It's a drag because I don't have his history. Uh, so I don't know what other family members that that's kind of a that definitely is an issue. But what they have now, of course, as you know, they have twenty three and me, right? Um, and so you could get your physical profile uh, uh, also along with your your heritage, so you can get a complete medical profile of of all your markers. So now for people who are adopted, they can go in there and they can kind of have kind of a little bit of a heads up of what they could be prone to, which is great, which is really good. But we have a very unique story in our family is that my cousin got everybody in the family to do 23andMe. We all did it. Mm. And some of our cousins who were adopted here in America, um, they were born in the 50s. They didn't know that they were adopted until after their parents died and their cousins told them. Wow. which was incredibly horrible and painful. Right. Um, I've, I've always been op- totally open with Alex since he first came home. You mm. know, I just started using the word adoption right away. I didn't want any family secrets. But um, so these, they, they were pretty, one, one could handle it okay, one, one of my cousins, and the other one, they're both male, and the other one was absolutely destroyed. He was destroyed about it. So my, my cousins started going into 23andMe with them and finding their birth families um, but we found out that one of the cousins, actually, even though he's adopted here in America, he shares segments with my son. Wow. So, so we had, yeah, I know it's wild. We have, you know, he actually passed last year, uh, year, year and a half ago, unfortunately. But he was the one family member that actually shared, you know, blood segments with, with my son. So that was fun. That was yeah. great. It that made you guys really feel fun. more blended. Yeah. 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 And Alex is, um, you know, some kids are very, very, they're, they, uh, they just have to find out everything about their birth parents. They, their curiosity just, just gets them. But some kids, some kids are just like, I don't really care. I just, it just isn't an issue with me. I've got my family here. Right. I, you know, and our family just loves him to pieces. He is our, he is ours, you know? Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. So, um, um, he doesn't really care about it. I've, you know, I've offered to say, let's do this is that. And I said, anytime you want to, you know, get on a plane, search, do whatever you need to do. Um, you know, we can do it, whatever you want to do, but he's just kind of not, he's, he doesn't care. He's some guy, I don't know. Sometimes it's the boys. It's not, uh, it's not gender related as far as, uh, people that are very, 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 um, um, have a huge appetite for finding out, you know, what their birth parents are and so forth. Do you know when um, he was taken from his, um, or given by his mother? Um, was it yeah, at birth or was it later on? Yeah, it was at birth in the hospital. She okay. left him there in the hospital. Oh. And then uh, two months later, the father signed off on it. So I don't know whether they were discussing it or what their issue was. I don't know what they were doing or whether he couldn't get there to do it. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, they, they just basically were very extremely poor. Just oh. so poor. They were young. So my, you know. I'm, I am projecting that they, he has a lot of the siblings, you know, he has one, he has, they have one, he has one older brother that we know about, but, um, anyways, um, so kind of, you know, it just kind of, it's not this, it just, he doesn't care. It just doesn't care about it. So that's to me is awesome because I think he doesn't feel like he's missing anything. He doesn't feel the need to have to find his other family because you have been such an amazing parent and an amazing family for him he doesn't even have that need to know who the rest of him is he's complete with just you and with the family that you've given him you know i think that that is that is the take for him i think that is for him but it's not for all adopted kids right a lot you know a lot of them you know have came from completely loving families they just loved them you know and they were in with uh biological kids and, and everybody would just just love that child or that person but they would still have that hunger right to find out what it is so it's, it's really there's like no there's no method to this it just isn't but I, I do like to always advocate um, if people have room in their homes and their hearts to adopt children. There are 40 million um, orphans around the world, and they're all, like, waiting for a, a family. You know, it's just when you think about these third-world countries and these kids are on their own, it's pretty terrible. It's just an awful, awful future. So um, I always, you know, like to say, you know, if, if you're you know, up for it, there are just beautiful, wonderful golden children out uh, all over the world. Would you ever consider doing um, adopting another child, or has your son ever said he would ever adopt in the future, just because you of know, the, he, the 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 life you gave him? You know, he. Uh, I think he said that one time. He's, oh, you know, maybe I will adopt something like that. But he's so far off from even thinking about even getting, you know, not even moving in with somebody. You know what I mean? He's not even. It's so far from his his you know scope at this time. And right. he, he brought it up like maybe once, but he's, he's kind of like, I don't think I really like kids so, so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was the same way when I was that age. Yeah, me too. I was too. I mean, some people are in their early twenties and they want to have kids right away, but I never, never felt that way. Not until I got in my middle thirties and then my, my marriage was falling apart. So I thought, oh my gosh, I have missed this whole window. Right. But um, you didn't. No. You didn't. Do you I, have I, any questions? I did. I, I did it. I, I took action. I did something about it. And I've, I've been the luckiest mother ever. Yuki, you know, you both met him. Yes. He's just the nicest, nicest guy. He's such a wonderful guy. He's so sweet. Yeah. He really is. And he's so handsome. He's 
a handsome kid and he's has a like I said reiterated is he has a beautiful smile like a, a pretty like a, a great spirit about him and you oh, can feel that you. what is he doing now like what is he into is he going to college what are what are his next steps yeah he's, he's going to um he's in valley college now getting all that all the first stuff out of the way you know and um, he's he's actually a very gifted artist, but he's not sure about you know what what area he's going to go into. He's not sure what he's going to do at this point. And uh, he's working. He got he's working at Pavilions, and he really likes it. It's a union shop, hey. which is yeah, we love our unions, you yes. know. And they they're just really nice there. They treat him really good, and so he's doing that just for part time while he's going to school. And he's he's happy. He's got a bunch of friends, and they all hang out and. They all, you know, they they just do a lot of things together. They go out and do all this stuff. They go to Morongo together. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you would like to add? Anything you want everybody to hear? You said that beautiful thing about the 40 million children wanting homes. Is there anything else you'd like to add or tell us or tell everyone that's listening? Um, you, you know, because I'm older, like, I, you know, I am over 60, right? And I, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, when I was 20, my grandparents were 60, and it's it's kind of undaunting because I, I say you know you know have children adopt children when you you're as young as possible because you you have more time on the planet with them. Mm. You want to spend as much time with them as you can, you know. But there 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 was a thing about you know about the way things have changed, and and comparatively, um, my my parents were in considered the greatest generation of all time. That's what they called that particular. That was World War II generation. And, you know, I was raised, like, in the 50s and 60s in Burbank, which is which is a little kind of Midwest town in the middle of, a, of, of, a, of, of a Los Angeles. And, you know, we have a fire department, police department. It's all self-contained, and it's very, very, very... Um, uh, safe and it's really really good up in, in Burbank so we, we had just this great um, this great upbringing but mm-hmm. so much is different the world is different and there was this my father was saying like 15 years ago he said I just can't believe the amount of theft that what is happening and the way America is 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 working now the what has become the new norm and so th- there was this Facebook post you know, because my parents are gone, I can't relate to, I can't call them and ask them, what should I do about this when I've been raising my son? So I've been trying to find parents who are ahead of me that are, have children that are older and I like the way their children right. came out. Yeah. I usually go to them for advice because I respect what they've done with their kids. But, you know, being now that my son is 20 and everything, what has been so perplexing to me is how do I, you know, I'm trying to keep all those really serious values, you know, that are, are just inherent to human beings is honesty and kindness. And, you know, um, you know, what I, you know, what I'm saying Tr- trust and love and, you know, all those really important human values, those keep going, but we get derailed from what's going on in, in the world today. We're all getting derailed. Right. So there was a, there was a kind of something here that was sort of comforting to me because I'm thinking I'm just trying everything I possibly can to, to keep him safe. And, you know, and it said, and it said today, um, a couple, uh, like a week ago, I thought, Oh my gosh, this is, this is kind of the advice I was looking for, which is, it, it says, um, the Facebook post said, you can, you cannot raise your children as your parents raised you because your parents raised you for a world that no longer exists. Mm-hmm. That's so, good. Yeah. You know, 
I'm just trying to teach him become the person you know, when you start getting out there and you're gonna you're gonna fall you're gonna get married and all that stuff and I said, just become the person that you wanna attract. Right. You know, so that's the best thing that you can say to try to pass down through the through all the generations is just become a be a be a great person. <laughs> so I think that's my my main issue is always looking to the future. How are they gonna how are they gonna be safe, how are they gonna turn out? They're going to get a good job, you know, a good career. So it's kind of a, it's, it's sort of, that stuff is scary. You know, it's scary. He's out, he's out in the world now. He's in college. Right. And, uh, you did a good job. Yeah. That was some great parenting thank advice. Well, thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for sharing. It was Thank you for being a guest for us today. We really appreciate the time that you gave us to um, let us interview you and find a little bit about adoption and a wonderful success story. Oh, I didn't get to talk about my success, though. Oh, yeah. Talk about it. I was going (laughs) to if you if you didn't touch on it, I was going to sing your praises. So (laughs) what what is why were you so busy with your career? What do you do? Okay, well, I'm a, I'm a, a, I was a, not so much, not a lot recently, but, you know, kind of goes in phases. But, you know, uh, studio singing for, for, you know, movies and television and, and, and touring with a lot of different artists. And it, it's been really great. And I, I worked with Paul McCartney and Barbara Streisand, Bob Seger, and, wow. um, you know, Kid Rock, um, you know, everyone from John Williams to, to, um, you know, Mark Shaman to uh, Danny Elfman, you know, all, you know, all, all the great, 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 great guys. It's been such a wonderful. Weren't wonderful you in a movie time. too? Well, didn't uh, you sing in a movie? A lot of movies, yeah. But I did have a, I did, I did sing. It's it's been twenty five, it's twenty six years now since they had since it came out. But it's one of those family movies you can watch when your kids get to be over six or seven. Um, it's a it's a great family movie, and it's a, it's the movie Sister Act with Whoopi Goldberg, and it's it's really joyous. It's just funny and it's fun and it's got a life of its own. And I sang the 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 the, the, uh, the little for the little shy nun that became a diva in there. I did the vocal dub for her, and uh, and I also sang for um, I'm also the voice of the Little Mermaid's mother Athena because she never had a mother, so they did a. They did a backstory uh, on on that when how when they had the mother and what happened to her and I, I sang for her also, but yeah it's been you know wow. all, all mixed you know many many different things every single day every week you know and uh, great absolutely great time just a great time and uh, so that the reason why I felt like I could do this on my own was because I I managed a, a wonderful career for myself and I had a house and it, I had the room and I had family to back me and. So it was time. It was just kind of time. And uh, so I just, that's kind of it. There, I, I rang my bell. <laughs> no, Your so accolades good. are you, like amazing. Yeah, you I, give a lot of people, it's very encouraging right. to so many people. I honestly feel so honored to have you as a guest, just listening to the amazing people that you've um, helped and worked with I, I'm so thankful it makes me even more thankful that you would take time to be on our little podcast knowing the the amazing people that you've worked with well thank you I appreciate that and I know um I know Yuki I don't know you well but I know Yuki and when she gets things going she gets things going right so I mean I know you guys you, you both of you are going to have a great great show and and it'll be wonderful it can be very informational to a lot of people it's great thank you so much 
Thank okay. you. Thank you. Having me, I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Have a good day. Okay, bye. Bye. Isn't she cool? She's amazing. Is it wasn't that awesome? She, I, I didn't realize how many awesome oh, people yeah. she had actually yeah. worked with. She's pretty, um, she's pretty humble about it. So yeah, like, it's just kind of like it. a, like a everyday thing. Like yeah, yeah. Paul was, McCartney. Yeah, like, yeah, I know. Hello, like, that's hello. And she sang with Bette Midler, which I was like really excited about. Like it's basically almost anybody. Um, who you think of like she's sitting with him yeah i mean it, what gets me is little mermaid i know me too <laughs> i was like little mermaid's mom oh my gosh omg no i had to bring up sister act because when i first met oh, her yeah. she told me about sister act oh, and yeah. i had to go back yeah. and watch the movie and yeah. hear her and I, I i was like oh my gosh i grew up listening to that movie and seeing that movie and i, I just know. had to i had to definitely just keep it going i know I'm so thankful that we had such an awesome guest and she gave us such great information about adoption. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we have our birth stories and the pregnancy stories Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But like, really, the real meat of it, of having a kid, it has little to do with those two days or even that nine months where you carry them. It's, It's all about the day to day and the choices you make and the love you give them. Right. And her advice about attract the people that you want in your life like something so simple like yeah. that is such good advice and, and keep them laughing I yeah love that i love too. that yeah, yeah that was and really that your sweet. children um that they take on your smile and the and your facial features like that is so much deeper I than know. i really realized yeah. because I, you know you want to give your that's why it's so important to love your children the yeah. way you know and 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 be happy around your kids and yeah that's why people say, you know, fighting friction, things like that. The kids can feel it. Yeah. They really can. Yeah. You know, you don't realize how deep that was. I know. That, I, she was, she was a great guest. I know. We're like, we're having guests on our show so we could have parenting advice. Yeah. It's our grand scheme. It's all part of our, our master plan. You know, and she spoke about things that we spoke about on our first show. Yeah. She spoke about, um, being in LA, yep. growing up in, yep. in Burbank and Los Angeles, how it was a different time different. growing up, but that also about how, uh, IVF and, and then also about, um, being an older parent and it being okay. And, and deciding oh, yeah. to do it after getting divorced and doing it alone. There's so many things that she spoke on that we've spoken about or that yeah. we would like to get into. And, you know, being a single parent, um, doing it by yourself, yeah. adopting yeah. after divorce, yeah. all these all older, mm-hmm. you know, in L.A., yeah. a, a child from another country. Just so many so things rich. that she, yeah. o- you know, overcame and is so happy and pleasant with. And- it's like, and we when we talked to Bobby, she was talking about living in the South and how everybody is like got, you know, had babies in their early 20s, right. which is totally different. So we all come from different places and we're all just trying to raise good humans. Right. In this world of chaos world. that I'll always go back to. So I have another weekly week rash shot. And actually, Vanessa told me about it, which I need to try. And it's. Actually, this is kind of yours. Celery juice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to talk about the tart cherry juice, but that was in my cup. Yeah. I couldn't double it. Yeah, you can. So it's like the celery juice. The I looked up Dr. Well, I had actually a friend um, tell me, an Instagram friend. Her name is Maddie. Shout out to Maddie, who lives in North Carolina. And she is an Instagram friend that I made 
that's what's so awesome about social media. You just meet people and not ever meet them. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's a beautiful Puerto Rican. We had a lot in common, and that's what we became friends. And um, she does facials, and she has her own business of doing that. And um, she told me about, because most people don't know, but I have a skin condition myself. I have psoriasis. I've lived with it my whole life. And um, I was also breaking out a lot facially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hormones changing. That's what my doctor said, at least. Yeah. And so I had reached out to Madi, just a question on Instagram if she had any advice. And she referred me to a medium, a doctor median on Instagram. And so um, she said, look him up. He's really great. I started looking him up, doing some research. And he said, basically, the cure to so many skin diseases, so many diseases, insomnia, everything is celery juice celery juice celery juice and it doesn't taste the best but um it's supposed to detoxify you from inside which comes on the outside um and i've i've celery is not cheap so you know it's not easy but i asked my grandma what should we do about this and my grandma said well let's um let's do it every sunday let's just try to make as much celery juice as we can and that's um it's supposed to help you with your skin your immune system your organs um sleeping everything so yeah i guess that that's did cool. turn into my week i'm gonna try it that is that celery juice it's so simple just celery juice just celery juice and they say it gets hard and to go at least 30 days after 30 days your body will start to fill it and see it and if you don't believe it look it up and you can see um stories of people that have had success um that have been healed that have taken medication and oh, could well. not get better and started drinking celery juice and it completely changed their that's life. a good rule um give everything 30 days that's right. what I, I say. Like, I give try to give every boyfriend like at least 30 days. Yeah, give it 30 days. If you like it, <laughs> you like you love it. If you don't like it, drop it. Just drop it. Um, so, Vanessa, what are the kids talking about? Um, the kids are talking about something, uh, well, pretty serious. We lost a major uh, artist. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Nipsey Hussle. And... Um, That death really hit me. It's hit the whole community of Los Angeles very hard. He was um, a young rapper who was doing more for his community more than rap. So it was he was using his rap game as a platform, but he was doing so much. He was building businesses in the city of Crenshaw. Um, He was building up his community. He was a motivational speaker to many people. Um, He was bringing people together. He was trying to end gang violence. Um, And unfortunately, he was shot dead in front of his Mm -hmm. own business at um 33 years old oh wow by someone who was just being a hater and you know we talked about this is kind of like what andrea was talking about and it's like try to be a light in the world and sometimes darkness does not like well darkness doesn't like light Mm -mm. so and that's the thing you know um it's sad because he wasn't just um a rapper he was yeah. a father mm-hmm. and um, he was a great father and he loved his children. He loved his wife mm-hmm. or well, it was his girlfriend, but he called her his Whatever. wife. 
And um, he mo- he encouraged, motivated, and uh, aspired many people in his life, um, you know, to be better. And that's it. Just simply be better. He said, you know, it's not about the money. It's really about um, what you can do for people. So wow. that was that's what's trending right now is um, the loss of mm-hmm. great Nipsey Hussle at the age of 33. I know it's affecting everybody, but it's definitely taking a real hard hit um, in the city of Los Angeles and Southern California where we've grown up at. Wow. And yeah. speaking of you know, artists and rappers and all right. that. I said rappers weird. Okay. Like I was <laughs> like, um, what's on your playlist, Vanessa? Actually his album. Oh, wow. Yeah. I keep playing it over and over the last one, uh, marathon, um, over and over. I, I actually like cry when I hear his oh. voice and the things that he say, because it, it has deeper meaning oh, now wow. yeah. than, um, it's it did when I first heard it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, I've been listening to his music over and over. Um, it's almost like losing Tupac, which is, yeah. you know, something we, I was young when that yeah. happened. So I didn't, I knew I liked Tupac, yeah. but I, it, it didn't hit me. But now being an adult, being actually what older about than Selena? him. Oh, that's like a whole nother story. I know. Selena. <sighs> I know. So, um, yeah. So that's what I've been listening to. What have you been listening to? Well, I cannot listen to anything else. I am a little bit late to the game. Maybe four years late. I don't know. I only listen to the soundtrack from Hamilton. I mean, yeah. I listen to other things, but like. She was actually singing. I was singing it. Like, like to just it. out loud. Like, it's the best thing to work out to. Uh, my shot, Alexander Hamilton. And then I love, love. I've actually sing this song to my baby. I sing helpless. You know, like always like look into your eyes and the sky's the limit and I'm helpless. She loves it. She like lights up. Which one? Helpless. Oh, Violet. Lake doesn't Lake doesn't like me to sing. She says, shh, 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 shh. But Violet, I sing <laughs> Helpless. And she probably laughs. Huh? Oh my God. She like, she like shines. So I just, so keep most of you guys it. don't know that Yuki Lin is an amazing singer. And mm. that's, that's one of her little accolades. Um, that's, uh, you I'm guys not Andrea know. Robinson. That's no, pretty impressive. I mean, of course, but no, Yuki Lin, you, sh- people pay her to sing happy birthday or oh, other yeah. songs, like just random people. And to me, it was always funny to watch Yuki Lin sing. Cause I just always knew she was talented. She sing at our graduation, oh, at yeah. our promotion. Yeah. You and know, I need to get, what, I what miss grade it. Was that eighth grade? eighth grade? I miss singing. It used to be such part of my identity. And I, um, kind of stopped for like the past 10 years. And I'm like, I have to, and she's so good. And oh. Disney is her specialty. Oh yeah. I have videos of her singing with my daughter of and my daughter just loving it and then my niece my niece almost cried because she i i let every i tell everybody that yuki lynn is like a, a disney um singer and so my niece was i think five at the time oh, yeah she's so cute and she loved moana and oh she my God. still does I, I love moana and so when the song came on um yuki lynn did her the privilege of doing uh, like a duet and my niece was like so proud Aww. to sing in front of Yuki Lin because she thought Yuki Lin was like everything. That is so sweet. Yeah. That is, I will leave with that thought. And this has been fun, but I have to go and sing to my baby. Yep. Have a good one. Bye, guys.